a quick word from our sponsors don't forget to check out the hockey podcast network's newest affiliate nhlshop.com that's right the official nhl merchandise page right now they're giving 20 percent off orders over 25 bucks with code nhlice25 also if you use our link that we're going to tweet out after this episode you can help support us and the other hosts at the hockey podcast network the Hockey Podcast Network has also joined forces with Puffy Mattresses. They're not just any bed-in-a-bag company. These are America's most comfortable mattress, and right now you can get $300 off a new mattress plus a free king-size pillow, plus they offer a 101-night sleep trial, so if you're not satisfied with the mattress, you can return it no problem. Also, if you use our link, just like NHLshop.com, you can help support us and the other hosts at the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to Offside by a Mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, Avs fans, this is Pavel Francouz's world, and we're just living in it, because this man is on fire. I mean, I guess he's decent. He's kind of all right. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Right now, say it here first. Joe Sackick made a huge mistake not trading for Henrik Lundqvist because oh. this team needs goaltending. Should have got Carey Price. Should have should have got Carey Price and Henrik Lundqvist, both of them. I mean, we don't even have a starting goalie, right? So, <laughs> I was going to save this for the end because, you know, we could talk about all his unreal play in, the, in these three games. This is Buffalo. This is Carolina. This is... Nashville on the back-to-back again yeah. for the second straight weekend yeah, for him. Two back-to-backs in a row <clears throat> for him. Like. The Avs have a six-game winning streak going on. Decent. Decent, including two sets of back-to-backs. Yeah. With extra the same decent. goalie. With the same guy. Extra, extra decent. Yeah. I saw a tweet last night, and I think, I think it's a legit time to ask this question. When Grubauer is healthy... How do you make that choice? I mean, I was going to get into this as well, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, it's not necessarily a goalie controversy, but it's definitely a goalie competition at this point. Yeah, 100%. And I was just looking at all the stats. Like, like, do we have a do we have a home goalie and an away goalie? Is that, <laughs> is that what we do? Yeah. Like, like, does Gerbauer play every game at home and Frankie just plays every game on the road because fucking he's insane? Yeah, he's got some crazy numbers on the road. What were so you they, just saying? So they said in the oh, – was it the Carolina broadcast or the – I think it was the Carolina broadcast before the game started. 
that Frankie had a 951 save percentage on the road this year. 951. After Carolina and Nashville, he is still at 951. That's yeah, insane. So that's and so this isn't like he played three games, guys. This is a split of 14 starts. He's won 11 of those games. That's the other insane part. Mm. He's only won 11 games. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a 951 save percentage. And because the Avs are dicks, he only has one shutout. <laughs> yeah, he could have definitely had a couple, <laughs> at least a couple more, right? He could have easily had three. And, yeah, um, in, going into the Carolina game, he was number one in win percentage yep. in the league. Which I can't imagine that changed. One, Obviously two, not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, yeah, you look at the stats, too, right? And, like, Grubauer, by, by you know, uh, he's been having a good year, too. Yeah. Right, he's he's had thirty six games. He's won eighteen, lost twelve, four in overtime, nine sixteen save percentage, two sixty three goals against average. That's pretty good numbers, right? That's that's, that's pretty good. About hey. what I would expect the Avs goalies to have, right? Because you know, like we've said in previous episodes a million times, this team is not built on a carry price. This team is not built to just have a goalie steal them games, right? But it's happening. But it's <laughs> Frankie is just and. and like, I'm not discounting Frankie in the slightest. This dude is crushing it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so, like, you look at Frankie's uh, numbers, and, like, I can't even imagine what they are in, like, the last 10 games he's played. They're probably just off the charts amazing. Yeah. But for 29 games that he's played this year, he's won 19. He's lost five, three in overtime. 929 save percentage overall and 224 goals against average like both these guys have played really good seasons well his here i'll give you the last well, i'll give you the last nine because his nine starts in february or sorry he's nine games played in february eight starts he's seven one and one yeah with a 942 yeah. and a shutout oh my goodness which just tells you how good like like it, it his road numbers are normal yeah <laughs> like yeah, that that's just, you know. Like, you think he's been playing outrageous, but it's like, he's actually only got a 942 save percentage in the last month, so <laughs> he played better than this? Yeah, I mean, all throughout the year, man, like, this guy is just so solid. And, I mean, just the demeanor he carries on the ice. Well, that, that was just... another thing I wanted to bring up. Look at, like, the glove saves, like, that really nice glove save at the start of the Carolina game. Mm -hmm. Look at, like, I don't know, three or four of them in the Nashville game. There was more in Carolina. There were some in Buffalo. There was I can definitely think of that one in the first period against Buffalo. And I don't understand how goalies do this, but Henrik Lundqvist is one of them too. But a lot of goalies, I it's just it's the way their gloves are built for extra protections so are a lot stiffer. They don't even close them. Mm. The yeah. puck just hits them and they stay in there because they they're so on their game that yes, you have this big glove. But they make sure that that net catches every single shot. Yeah. And to think of a shot like like that one in Carolina, that cross-crease pass where he absolutely robs, was it Niederreiter? Is it Olsen? No. Uh, Niederreiter's not there. Are you talking about the pad save? No, 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 the glove oh, save. Early, right. like five minutes in or four minutes into that Carolina game. I can't remember who he yeah, robbed. Yeah, I can't remember either. Whoever it was, Nemesnikov maybe? No. No, he's on our team. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're probably thinking of Niederreiter or something. No, he's not there either. Oh yeah, I don't know. I can't. Maybe it's an end. Maybe it's not even an end maybe name. Maybe it's not even an end. Just... 
special right now. Maybe it's Teravine. And- <clears throat> uh, I don't know. It doesn't let's, matter. Let's just stop. Whoever he robbed <laughs> at the start of that game, he literally just slides across. Oh, got it. Doesn't close his glove. Nothing. Just, I got it. It's yeah. Fine. And it's just like, to me, you look at stuff like that and you're just like, man, this guy is so confident right now. Yeah. He's so in it. He's so locked in that back to the original question, how do you play Grubauer? And I mean, I... But at the same time, it's not fair to Grubauer. It's not fair to your starting guy to lose your job when you're hurt. And right? I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. But at the same time, this is the NHL. This is a winning business. It's all about winning. And you can't tell me that you can't put the guy that's got a 942 save percentage in the last month yeah. in the net. It's <clears> definitely <throat> a conversation that I'm sure all the coaching staff and honestly probably the management even is talking about this because like, you got to go with the hot hand in a way. And I know that Bednar likes to do that. We've we've heard that and yeah. we've seen that. Like he he loves going with the hot hand. I feel like when Gruby gets back, and like who really knows how long that's still gonna be, um, you put him in, and you see what happens. And I mean, that that would be what I would do anyway. I think. Um, I feel like, in my opinion, unless that game's at home, he doesn't play. I mean, and maybe he doesn't, and I'm totally fine with that. Right? It's just like <laughs> it's just it's it's just crazy, and I don't know. And again, I don't know why this is the case. And also, Frankie wasn't bad at home either. Yeah, yeah, no, like not he at was all. really good in Buffalo t- or against Buffalo in Denver as well. Like it was completely fine, right? Yeah. It, but it's just, I don't, I don't think you. In the aspect of being nice, if you want to call it that, I don't think you even gamble at the fact that maybe Frankie needs a rest or something. Like I, I think you just you play him. And the, uh, I don't. I'm not saying you play him till the wheels fall off. Yeah, but right. I mean, you need him. You look at him play these back to backs though, and everything. Like, and all the work that he's been he was getting. almost better against Nashville. Yeah, like he's he's playing just as well and he like should no have had, sign of fatigue he should have one goal against in against nashville that third that second goal at like right at the buzzer basically was yeah a it's, fluke it's all whatever fluke, right but, it's i'm not too disappointed about that <laughs> right yeah i mean you're you're definitely right so, so and looking at the schedule right like they play anaheim at home on wednesday but until like there's anaheim at home wednesday new york at home on the following wednesday the 11th and then you have four games other than that that are on the road including a back-to-back in San Jose and L.A. Uh, on the 8th and 9th. So it's like, do you hope that Grubauer is back for the 9th? I, I mean, I hope so. I, this team needs Grubauer on the bench because yeah. I saw tweets about that too, right? And it was the old, like, if Hutchinson doesn't start on Saturday, <clears throat> is he ever going to start? Then, then it's like, do you even want to start? He's never going to start. Right? Yeah. If he's not going to start for in one of two back-to-backs, He's not going to start. And I don't blame them for not playing Frankie at all. And, I'm, again, it's this is something that you may look back later at and go, maybe we shouldn't have played Frankie so much. But because the Avs had, have the tandem situation, they're already not going to be playing a lot of games by the time playoffs roll around. It's going to be 40-45 max for either of them, right? Yep. So it's like... You're not going to have that overuse issue probably that you see with guys like Carey Price, Freddie Anderson, Tuukka Rask before, 
obviously with Halak now, it's not so much of a thing. Mm-hmm. Ben Bishop, to an extent, if he's healthy, which he has been healthy all year yeah, for once, right? Pretty much, yeah. But you're not going to have that issue for the Avs. So <clears throat> I want to see Gerbauer back, but at the same time, it sucks for Hutchinson because, you know, the Leafs kind of did the same thing to Hutchinson where it's like, oh, you don't play, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have a back-to-back. We need you to win us this cocky game, and you haven't played in six weeks. Yeah. Sweet. Tough situation. Right? So it's just like you're not really putting him in a bet in the greatest spot either. But in the grand scheme of things, you're hoping that he is not needed, right? Basically, yeah. Seems <clears throat> seems that way, and maybe he's not. Which, again, uh, I haven't heard anything about Grubauer and how it's looking at all. That's the thing, too. So, you know, it's a little concerning because, obviously, it's still not close Yeah, by any means. He's really, not skating, right? right? Like- exactly. He hasn't even been into practice yet. So, I mean, could be another two, three weeks. He could come back for, like, the last couple games. Yeah. You never even know, so. Which then, that gets even spicier. Right. And then that's when the question's going to be a little bit more, you know, like, adamant. to Like, okay, well, yeah, what right? what are we going to do? Because at that point, I mean, it would probably be just ride out Frankie. Because... Well, Frankie's played seven straight, played parts of eight straight. So, you know, like, hypothetically, if, Frank, if Grubauer is still, like, two or three weeks away, that puts Frankie at like potentially like twelve or thirteen straight games. Like that is a lot of work. Yeah. And like we kind of said, I don't know what two three weeks ago, the Avs are playing every other day. Oh yeah, they got it for the rest of the year. Yeah, pretty busy. They play every other day for the rest of the year with uh, a back to back in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's at least three games a week, right? Yeah, literally it's so today Sunday the first they're off. They play Monday. They play Wednesday. They play Friday. They play Sunday Monday. They play Wednesday, they play Friday, they play Sunday, uh, Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. For the rest of March. Like it's literally every other day for the rest of the month. Yeah. It's a it's a busy one. It's it a, is crazy. It's the last sprint, man. And you know, I gotta say, like, it's so just like reinforcing my my faith in this group because we're taking our own destiny into our hands, you know, our fates in our own hands. We've won six in a row. We know what St. Louis is doing too. They've won what? Seven in a row. I think something like that, which is unfortunate that that game went to overtime last yeah, night. Well, it's like, well, of course, why wouldn't it? Right? Why wouldn't it? But honestly, I was thinking about this too. It's like, at least it went to a shootout and that's then, true. then the Nobody winner doesn't a... get the ROW, right? Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's which a good way to look at that too. I mean, the abs are still going to win that, uh, tiebreaker tie if it comes down to that. Right. So, you know, it did go to overtime, but at least, and you know, I'm kind of glad that St. Louis won too because I don't want Dallas to be nipping at our heels too much. Yeah, I was like, I was sitting there watching the, I was watching the score app, and I was like, I don't know who I want to win this game. Yeah, I selfishly went with St. Louis because I'm playing somebody in my pool this week that has Ben Bishop, so I was like, <laughs> don't give me the, don't get him the win, don't yeah. give him the win, nope, and it worked out for me, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird because like four points between Colorado and Dallas feels like a lot, but it's not. Yeah. So it's like if they would have got an extra point last night, it would have made that three, and you're just like, mm, yeah, that's a lot tighter than I want it to be. So yeah, exactly. Again, the Avs are still in striking distance to St. Louis because they're two games in hand, mm-hmm. three points back. 
So it's is there not... any word on when they're rescheduling that other game with Anaheim? Uh, actually, no, I haven't heard that either. I haven't either. heard anything on that yet. So Honestly, I bet you it's a case of, unless it's necessary, they probably won't even play it. Yeah? That's my guess. It's Anaheim, so it's not exactly like it's a... I guess if it absolutely isn't going to mean anything. Yeah, but... like I feel like, I don't know if the NHL's ever done that, but I feel like yeah. baseball's done that before. Where they've kind of they've had like rainouts and stuff, and they're just like, ah, this game literally means nothing. Just don't even worry about it. Yeah, right? we'll see. I guess. <clears throat> so I feel I feel like if it doesn't matter, then they won't. But at the same time, like looking at this, there's a good chance it matters oh, for yeah, St. Louis, right. right? There's a good chance those two points are going to matter. Mm-hmm. That's the other crazy part too. The Avs have two games in hand on St. Louis, and St. Louis should have had another game played. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah right yeah so they would technically, they should be three they, over they would have been three huh yeah but that's they probably would have had two about. points there it's anaheim let's be serious yeah yeah, yeah probably <laughs> it was good to see uh bo meester in the building was that yesterday um, i'm trying to think if it was yesterday or on friday or something i can't remember but he's that you was know, solid though he's recovering and yeah all seems good he got yeah, his pacemaker like pace and stuff maker. yeah that's crazy man so hopefully he's nuts good Anyway, uh, this is going to be a tight episode, so we should probably get into it. Uh, Buffalo on Wednesday in Denver. Yeah. Pretty solid game. And I'm sure as a fan that was at the game, that was a hell of a 60 minutes. Yeah, it was was a pretty good game, man. Like, high pace and... As much as you like your team to win, I think winning in that fashion where you're kind of up against it right until the buzzer right there's just nothing quite like that feeling yeah really just like locking it down when crap could have gone down the other way especially with you know this team which yeah if you look at all three games they kind of went that way for parts yeah yeah where you you know you had the lead and then all of a sudden the insurance marker goes away and you're like oh mm-hmm <laughs> carolina especially carolina felt like the first game against carolina the moment they got that first one, the yeah. lucky bounce, you're like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, Buffalo, uh, solid win for the boys. 3-2 Avs. Again, Frankie was Oh, man, nuts. so good. He's what, just been so good. What did you end up with in this one? I know. I was just like, was this the crazy one or was that? Uh, no, that was, that was Carolina. Carolina yeah. Which is typical Carolina. Like 48 shots on. Huh? <clears throat> uh, yeah, Frankie had. 31 saves on 33 shots, 939. Yeah. You know, average. <laughs> pretty pretty average <laughs> pretty for Frankie. Pretty average, Frank. <laughs> uh, Avs went two for three on the power play, which is huge. Yeah. Because the rest of this week was not like that. Was not, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed, and we almost had a third. And I was like, holy crap, are we going to have three power play yeah, goals Yeah, that was in the one, one game? where McKinnon missed the net, wasn't it? No, no, that was in Carolina, I think. Yeah, I, I can't honestly remember, but... It, oh no, that was you know, Nashville last night. At least we're getting some tallies on there, and I mean, like you said, it, it didn't continue, which is no. we could have used some more power play goals over the other two games. So, but still a work in progress. This sadly. game, Landis Cog, Landis Cog had a hell of a week. He really did. We were talking about that before we started recording, and yeah, he's he's having a nice little hot streak himself. Obviously, when your team has six straight wins. There's a lot of good that happens. Mm-hmm. A lot. There's another thing, too. That was another thing we didn't mention. The Avs are on a six-game winning streak without Rantanen. Damn. 
Caudry. Calvert. Uh, Calvert. Basic, well, Burkowski half Burkowski, yeah, right? <laughs> for parts of it. Which is... Grubauer. Yeah. Uh, who else, man? <laughs> I saw who the tweet. Missing? I can't remember who the tweet was from. Oh, man. I was trying to find I, it this morning. I think that's everybody, right? No, there's somebody else. For sure. Because he forgot somebody. And it was Kadri that he forgot. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot somebody he had, too. But anyway, like, they're missing... Very key Probably players. six or seven starters. Yeah. Like, legitimate starters. And you're just like, how? 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 I mean, and it's funny because you flash back to, like, early parts of this season. Same thing was going down, right? All these players are out. Landeskog ranting in again, too, right? Still winning games. I mean, that you can't say enough about the depth on this team. No. And they've stepped up so, like, we even Martin Cout, right? He got a goal in this game. He got a goal in Nashville. Uh, yep. And, like, man, he's been playing really good hockey, too. So. He looks 100% like an NHLer. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure most of you that are listening to this check out Twitter fairly often. There was a very big question mark beside his call-up. Mm. He was not the best choice, quote-unquote, when yeah. you look at the stats and you look at stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they saw something in Kelt, and boy, did it pay off because it is, it looks amazing. He is... He is like the guy that I wanted the abs to trade for. Yeah. For the, at the trade deadline. He is the depth forward that plays the body, plays tough, yeah, and just plays right. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, man, that's a nice little and I, free addition. You know, I feel like that is kind of how AHL call-ups can go a lot of for the sure. time is the players that do the small things the best, the little things in the game right will be more successful in the NHL. Like, maybe you're a big scorer in the AHL, but you get put into the NHL, you know, uh, atmosphere, and that all goes straight out the window. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're like, oh, you I'm can't better. even keep up. or I'm in this league or whatever. Yeah, or, like, your your physicality isn't there, whatever it is, whatever it is, right? And he's brought everything, so. Oh, man. But, yeah, so, again, Landis Cog, starting off his... Great week with a goal. Uh, this is the one. Oh, this is a power play goal. This is the. This is the really nice play by Confer that accidentally on purpose goes to Landis Cog. Right. <clears throat> Started off by McKinnon, which like. McKinnon, <laughs> McKinnon's the new T- Tyson Jost. I feel. I mean, yeah, I was I was going to talk about that too, man. He hasn't <laughs> he hasn't scored in six games, yeah, he, which is oddly long. That's a long time for him. Especially with some of the chances that he's had, and he's just been kind of fanning some shots That's and stuff. And you're like, I mean, what? Like, he has been all over it, yeah, and just not being rewarded. And it's just like, what 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 happened? <laughs> I it's weird, man. Which obviously he gets the second assist on this one, but it's like, it's not for a the, lack of trying. Of the chances he's had against Buffalo, against Carolina, against Nashville, especially the one against Nashville, yeah, the fact that he doesn't have two or three goals in this in this this week's three games is crazy yeah it's it's super <clears throat> odd to see uh mckinnon with i think what one point in the last six game or the last five games he has one assist it's really hurting that's, his chances to catch dry that's for sure honestly yeah and i was gonna talk about that too <laughs> because they just had the uh nhl writers do their little vote again 
Oh yeah, I saw for that. Hart Trophy. Leon is ahead by seven points, like in in the voting. Yeah, yeah, system. seven votes or whatever. Seven votes up on Nathan McKinnon now. So. And you know you can't really argue with that. The dude's got a hundred <coughs> points, and he's been on absolute fire. I saw too. people moaning about it on Twitter today. I think about how you know, like McKinnon didn't win it because Taylor Hall was so much better than his teammates that one year. Right, and I think that's now, why McKinnon has a lot of the votes he has. Which one hundred percent? There is yeah. there is no question. Nathan McKinnon is my number two right now. Yeah, Leon Dreisel has a hundred points. Yeah, and a lot of that, like he has. Oh, a fair chunk of time. And, and, and him and McDavid are not playing together. And plus, yeah, McDavid was. McDavid's been hurt for what? I don't know. Three, four weeks of the season, probably total. Right. And it's just like. He's been carrying. And they had, the only time they play together lately in the last two months, three months is on the power play. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Which they're pretty damn good on the power play. Which, and I'm like, I'm not. Obviously, McDavid helps dry settle because A. Part of the part of the thing that helps Drysaddle is McDavid takes the best matchups. Drysaddle gets the secondary matchups. That's awesome. Yeah. McKinnon doesn't have that. McKinnon gets the best matchups every night. Yep. I still think that the numbers that Drysaddle has put up this year is just it's too much to overcome. He's got a hundred yeah. points in sixty-five, 65 games? or whatever. I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of like the whole situation <clears throat> yeah. when Kucherov won the heart, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, it's too far gone, man. You can't not. He's on pace for 120. Right. Like, like that's not really, it, it doesn't really happen these days. Yeah, you, know? like, you, you have to give it to him. It's, yeah. And it's. Especially if they you know make why the McDavid playoffs. Hasn't, you know why McDavid hasn't won that many hearts? Because his team doesn't make the playoffs. Well, guess what? Do others make the playoffs this year? You bet your ass they're getting a heart trophy. Yeah. Yeah. And, right? it's, and it's, it's probably deserved. Does is Nathan McKinnon, and this is the, the we can go argue this till the cows come home because I agree, the NH it sh- the Hart Trophy should not be the most valuable player, the Hart Trophy should be the most outstanding player, because it's given away as the most outstanding player. Oh well, yeah, exactly right. Right, because McDavid is on that team, so if you're valuable, well you have two of them. Yeah, where that's why Taylor Hall won it, right? Because he was the most valuable player that year. Mm-hmm. And you can argue that Nathan McKinnon's the most valuable. I will, I will die on that hill with you too, for sure. Yep, yep. But the Hart Trophy is given away as the most outstanding player. Yeah, which is different. Most most of the time, it's given away like that, right? And it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's just the way it is. And I, sometimes you need two or three of them. Some some years, like that Taylor Hall year. Yes, McKinnon was great, but like it wasn't. I don't and nobody had 120 points that year. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think it was 100 maybe or 99 or I, that was a pretty low one a year. Yeah, that one wasn't year, as crazy. But anyway, man, they were 25 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll rip through this Buffalo game. We'll rip it was a, Buffalo game. Quite a few days ago anyway yeah. at this point. <clears throat> but yeah, it's good power play goal by Yeah, it was pretty much set up by Confer, right? Little uh switcheroo kind of in front in the slot. The Almost between the legs move. Yeah. Seems like a lot of guys are going to the between the legs move there. Comfort didn't. Ends up flubbing the puck off his stick. Just so happens right to Landis Cog. Wide open. Back door. Oh, I'll tap this in. No problem. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's one of those for Landis Cog where it's just right place, right time. But doing a lot of things right mm-hmm. along the way to get to there. Get into those dirty zones. 
and he's been all over the front of the net in the slot in yeah, these last few games. For so sure. It's been really good. Same with Confer. He's, he's been playing really well, too. So <laughs> Calvert? <laughs> yeah, yeah. JT Calvert. JT Calvert. <laughs> I miss Calvert. Oh, man, I miss Calvert, too. And honestly, I guess if we're talking about that, I've really liked the way that Nemestikov has been playing. He's been playing really good as well. Man. Um, he fit right in. Right. Like in. like his forecheck ability, mm-hmm. too. He, he's really, like, filling that hole of Calvert, oh, yeah. right? So. Yeah. It's been real. Oh, that was a really good pickup. I mean, all the moves and non moves that we made at the trade deadline are paying off already. And like, I mean, if Joe Sackick doesn't win Manager of the Year, I will lose my mind. I mean, he's. I I haven't even thought about that, which is funny. But oh man, who could who's who's done it better? The the all his acquisitions have been fire. <laughs> like everything straight fire no one there's been no disappointments from people that he's picked up over the last year no none so like i don't know how you can argue with that like if you want to get mad about nathan mckinnon probably not winning the heart you gotta get mad about sackick yeah not like if he doesn't win yeah to me uh... he has to be the front runner yeah i haven't even like seen i would say i would say is it don waddell that's in Carolina. Like he's definitely after the trade deadline. He definitely gets some props. Yeah, and we'll see. I guess <laughs> how right? that goes. But like, man, just just from like July first till now, Sackick all oh, day. Oh yeah, all day. Definitely. Uh, the one-one goal in this Buffalo game is a nice goal. It's a very nice goal. I'm not gonna shit on it too much. Mm-hmm. However. And we're going to be another 20 minutes here. <laughs> Zadorov. Oh, boy. This is a three-on-three. Three. So, th- so on the surface, it looks like it's played right, and it looks like Jurgensen's just makes a really nice play on... Who is he? I think... Was it Kamenev that he's battling with there? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. He just he just gets inside right. on Kamenev and taps the puck in past yeah. Frankie, right? It's it's a really nice move. It's nice and tough from Gergensen's. But same as a couple games ago, Nikita Zadorov stays in the hip pocket of a guy that goes below the goal line for funsies, apparently. Yeah. All he has to do is stop up at the bottom of the circle, and he's in that passing lane, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, he's got like this kind of weird habit going on where he does that, and he's he's chasing himself out of position. It's laziness, ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, it's just like you put on the brakes, dude. You don't want to stop. You yeah. don't want to stop moving, so you're just being lazy. And it's it's just frustrating because it's like it is a three on three. So in theory, you stay on your man, but the guy that's going into the corner is not dangerous. Yeah, like once you get to that point, and that's the whole thing, right? It's like you learn that as. A winger attacking and a defender defending. You go to the post, you stop. Yeah, and so. it's just you don't chase a guy behind the net. So why chase a guy into the corner? Yeah, especially without the puck, right? So it's it's just one of those things. And it's otherwise like for the rest of this goal, like it's a, it's a great goal by Buffalo. It, yeah, they they played it well, and Gergensen's got rewarded with a nice tap in. Mm-hmm. But if there's a little bit of help from Zadorov to help Kamenev, who is not a defenseman, yeah. And on the back check, right? And like on the back check and all behind. that stuff, right? It's just like <clears throat> it, it it stopped by one simple positioning change. And I don't know where Zadorov was going. Yeah. 
Pure and yeah, simple. He's been kind of an airhead, I'm not gonna lie, over this <laughs> uh past like week and a half, honestly. And oh man, it's been kind of a struggle with him. How how the hell does Bednar get him to be the defensive stud that he was yeah, two months ago? I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened because he was he seemed so dialed in yeah. for a while there. And yeah, he's kind of just spaced out a bit. Also, uh Love to point out the Bednar jacket. Oh yeah, Wednesday's game. Right, yeah, military appreciation fire. Night. Looked ridiculous. Yeah, but I like. I just I love all the tweets. Like, I sent my sister a picture of it. <laughs> the the one tweet I think it was actually uh uh biz nasty put up a uh, put up a tweet. He's like just a picture of uh, Bednar and it's like oh second period and still no sight or still no sight <laughs> still of no Bednar. Sight of <laughs> <laughs> it's just like amazing nice camo suit my sister my sister actually got married with like camo trim for her wedding oh nice so like she had camo trim in her dress we like all the the uh, male side of the wedding party had like camo vests and stuff nice nice so yeah i had to send it to her it was amazing yeah it's like yo check that out but yeah it was pretty sweet uh anyway the second goal for the avs is martin kout's first career goal hell yeah second nhl point i believe yeah, because he almost yeah. had a goal, right? I was trying to think of that. Like, we thought he got a goal, but it went off someone well, he, or whatever. Well, he had that. No, he had that really nice steal that he passed it over to oh, Confer, I think. Right. That was like his first game, maybe. Yeah, right? uh, second game or something. Yeah. Third game, maybe. But really nice pass. But that was his first point. This is his first NHL goal. Yeah, and we were already talking about him. He's been he's been playing he's well. Stud, and man. he's playing on the power play, too. Yeah. He's that's... playing on the second unit, which, like, at first, when they first started doing that, and maybe it was actually in this game, and I was thinking, uh, "That's weird." We really want to put Code out there right now. I mean, okay, but sure. it's been paying Worked off, out. man. So, yeah. So this is one. It's it's just a simple rebound pass, basically, <clears throat> right? It's the old fired on net, and for an Avs second power play unit that doesn't necessarily have the skill that the first one does. Mm-hmm. Perfect opportunity to just throw the ones, throw pucks into the goalie's pads. Get the rebound. This rebound just so happened to come out right on Kout's tape. Yeah. And it's just a simple shove it in the net. And his celly after was pretty, pretty, pretty sick. I, he, you know, he sellies like Nishushkin. I love it. I just love when people get really yeah. stoked when they score. And of course, first NHL goal, you're going to. Oh, I would stoked. celebrate too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's the thing about that second power play unit is it's kind of just going to have to be a working a workhorse freaking unit, you know, very, you get like the first minute and a half and usually McKinnon's pretty much out there the whole damn time anyway, but you get that, you know, the skill pressure unit out there. And then after that's gone, maybe you get some people caught out there on that PK and then you throw these guys in and you just freaking hammer everything at the net and drive the net. That's how she goes. Pressure, 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 keep the puck, keep them in the zone. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as, as much as you can say our power plays haven't been producing, like, I don't know, 70% of them were making chances happen, yeah. at least Like lately. I said, right? Like I've said before, you don't necessarily got to score on your power play, but you got to get possession. You got to drive yeah. play. You have to generate Make the goalie momentum. work. Make them work, right? That too. Yeah. Which, after the Avs go up 2-1, Carter Hutton was good. Yeah, he had a good game. He made some game. really good saves. And mm-hmm. I that can be said in all three of these games. Yeah, really Carter good. Carter Hutton played tending. good against the Av- and I this is probably the same for the last what ten games almost now. 
the opposing goalie has been solid, which makes Frankie's performances even more important to the games, right? But yeah. Carter Hutton was good. Uh, Forsberg? Yeah. Was good in Carolina. And, and then, then Saros. Saros was solid. It's just he's small, and he got bit by that yeah. big time. Uh, the 2-2 goal is just luck for the most part. You know, it's a seeing eye shot. Gets yeah. a little deflection by Curtis Laserbeams. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in like the high slot. Yeah. I don't know. It just finds a way through Frankie is what it is. You know, it, Buffalo had good possession. Uh, You know, they're just kind of exactly what happened. Exactly what happened on Kelt's goal on the power play. They just had possession. They had pe- um pressure. Eventually the puck finds its way in the net. It's, yeah. It happens. Man. It happens sometimes and you just got to live with it and, you know the Avs didn't crumble at all after this. It was they stuffed out Buffalo's forecheck after, and then finally worked their way into a three-two lead. Right? I mean <clears throat> that that's like the main, I I mean like growth we've seen from this team. Right? Is just like being able to stay in a game no matter what's going on. For sure. And you know, man, like our defense has been dialed in. It's been. It's incredible because I did not think we were going to win games like this the, the whole year. I did not think we were going to win this many games like this. It's perfect time for it to be shaping up this yeah. way. That's for sure. I mean, I got so much confidence in this group now. It's it's good. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, we didn't quit in this game. The third period was a pretty good that's period. That's another thing that's changed for the better in the abs lately is the fact that the third period struggles have disappeared. Yes. Yes. We Thank figured it out. God. We got rid of some bad habits and everybody seems to be way more on the same page for sure. Uh, lots of nice saves between now and the three, two goal. The three, two goal though is great. Just effort. Yeah. Effort all over the place. Big board battle. Uh, Blue collar goal right there. Yeah. Th- this is a, Third, second, should be a third line, but sort of second line right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, goal, but great uh, great work in the corner. Well, I guess behind the net. Donskoy then reads it just magnificently and just bounces off right before Jost kicks it out. Or was it? No, not Jost. Yeah, it was Jost, yeah. Yeah, Jost, in the corner. Jost is the one on the yeah. boards. Kicks it out as Donsko is backing off. And then Carter Hutton tries to get him with the poke check. The big and I sweeping. Thought, I thought he had him. I, oh, I was, yeah. To be honest, like that. I think that's the play, right? That pretty much was the perfect time to try it. Yeah. Problem is, when you miss, this happens. And yeah. Donsko makes a miss by like two inches. And then the perfect feed out front. Just a big old gaping. For a tap in for. Uh, yeah. For JT Calvert. Cal- JT Calvert. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah right and it's just it's it's one of those plays where it's it's hard work in the corner or in against the boards and then it's just inches yeah. of luck almost. like like an inch because it's not like don saw that poke jerk coming oh no he didn't even react to it at all right yeah. it's just like he was luckily just out of range right which is why i think the play from carter hutton is like it's aggressive and maybe it's not worth it because the risk reward, like again, he's behind the net. He's not that dangerous, which is why a lot of goalies don't try it. Yeah, but ninety nine percent of the time, he's probably hitting that poke check. Yeah, right. Because Donskoy has no idea it's coming. So again, it's just luck for the Avs that ends up missing, and 
Don Sway makes the perfect pass to Confer. Yeah. And then, as I kind of said before, the last five minutes of the game was puckered butthole time. <laughs> straight up, straight up, full and clinch. Frankie going legend for the first time of the week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he just comes off a first star of the week last yeah. last week in the NHL. And holy crap, you could give him another first star this week. Like, straight up. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really know who else is playing better than him in the <laughs> league. Yeah. Like, he might. He probably doesn't get a first star of the week because he doesn't have a shutout. Yeah, and that's probably the only difference. And I don't know if you give a goalie a first star of the week two two weeks in a row, but yeah, like he's he's hey been man, so good. Three games, three games in a week, and you're playing back to backs both times. It, like he should be in the top three. Yeah. I would think like he should be a third star at worst. Yeah, and we'll like see. he he kept that going like right at the end. You he, dude, they, that left pad save that he made <sighs> with like so a minute good. and a half left or whatever. I think it was Ooh. under a minute. So yeah. good. And that was right after they smashed the post. Yeah. And then, which, is it this game that, was it Buffalo that hit four posts? No, that was Carolina. That was Carolina, right. I mean, we're getting some luck back. You're down, Thank God. You're, you're down to hit four posts if you shoot 50 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, they probably shot like 80 times. Yeah, they had lots of. I, can't, I don't know what the attempts were in the Carolina game. Yeah. But yeah, he locked it down, man. And yeah, big, big left pad save on Olison late there. I mean, man, when he gets dialed, he's just in. He's just in his zone. He's in man. his zone, man. It's... He's unfazed by anything. We're I just, love it. We're just living in Frankie's world. Yeah, right? straight That's up. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Avs pull off the win Wednesday on to Friday. Uh, for the most part, the Avs were in control of this one for forty minutes, mm-hmm. and this is Frankie. Frankie, I'd say. This game was good to Frankie, in my opinion, on the stat sheet. Because, yes, he made 45 saves in this one. But about 40 of them were just shots. Yeah. That's the thing Carolina does, right? And they kind of talked about it on the broadcast Mm -hmm. where how many times did you see a Carolina Hurricane player with his head down just ripping it on net? Yeah. Yeah. 20 times in this game? It's kind of what they do. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. They just rip it on net. Fair strategy. And eventually, like Tara Vinan's first goal, it goes in eventually. Yeah. Right? Eventually, you get lucky. But, like you kind of said, right? The Avs, post-luck, turned a bit in this one. Oh, thank God. It's and, good to see. Oh, man. my God. They hit some posts at some key times. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Like, key times in this one. I'm sure, was uh, crazy. sure Frankie was giving a, <clears throat> giving a few smooches out to his uh, posts there. <laughs> In that one, like, holy crap. Definitely. But, you know, it's like, you know, got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. So, but it's about damn time, honestly, too. We this, need to tilt the bad to good post meter here. Yeah, I should have checked, checked what the post counter was at. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to check uh, next game. This game, though, this wasn't about Frankie in this one. Mm-hmm. This was about everybody's favorite trade target, Tyson Jost. Yeah. Finally getting on the score sheet. In the goal column for good reason. Yeah. He finally broke out of it after the chances, a couple of good chances he had in uh, Buffalo where he smashed the crossbar, I think, on that one. And I'm pretty sure you and I texted back and forth and said, he's literally never going to score. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's this happening. It's literally not going to happen. It's just yeah. not. And then he changes everybody's mind six and a half minutes into this game and goes bar down like a beast. Oh, it was great to see him just snipe one too right because oh. that's 
that's the biggest confidence confidence boosting kind of goal you can have, right? You know, putting one in the empty net, you know, feels okay. Yeah, like sweet. Like putting Johnson one got. bar down though. Whew. Yeah, on a nice rush, you know, and then just snipe daddy that boy. Oh man, that shot is just this is beautiful, filthy. man. Yeah, it reminded me of Burakovsky. <clears throat> and speaking of Burakovsky, man, like what the hell's even going on? Because there's the whole thing. He's like sick, I love I love hurt. trying to yeah, I love trying to figure out what's going on with injuries and like so he's not injured, he was sick? But no, 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 he is injured. Now he's hurting okay. and you know, he's just kinda like day to day and game time decisions every time. You're just like uh, oh, it's such a struggle. But yeah, so Tyson Joe's absolute snipe show, but he himself makes this happen with the nice little stick lift play in the neutral zone on the kind of like pass up the ice where looks like it's going straight to a Carolina guy. And he's like, nah, actually, no, I'm going to stick lift you Sneak for just perfect that. timing. Steal the puck from you. Yeah. Uh, Confer with the beautiful play to stay on side. Mm, Cause that, right. I thought this was potentially going upstairs for review. Cause yeah. And he did a, Great job stretching there. Great job straddling the line. And that's the thing, too. If he doesn't push that two-on-one like he did, that goal's probably not happening. Right, yeah, because the goalie has to... The goalie's thinking about Confer over there. Yeah, it's unavoidable, right? Yeah, it's 100% he's sitting there going, oh, man, Uh, if he passes this. Yeah. The other thing, though, and kind of off topic, this is why I would hate to see the offside rule change. Because because Comfer has to drag his foot, that changes that two-on-one. Yeah. If he can just leave his foot in the air, he has another stride probably of speed, and he's probably backdoor on that two-on-one instead of even with Jost. Yeah. Right? And that's why, like, changing the offside rule to make the offside review work is so dumb. Yeah, I don't like, I don't because like that idea either. that is so brutal as a defenseman to try and defend that because he's offside. Yeah. And he's just got extra speed. Because everybody's like, oh, if he has to straddle the line, is it actually going to affect it? Yeah, that would have 100% affected that two-on-one. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, you're right. Right? And it's just shit like that that it's like, those are the plays where it's like, no, leave the rule the same. Yeah. We don't need to We don't need to do that. Uh, but Yeah. So that was the first period. Not, again, there's lots of other stuff that happened. We don't have enough time to talk about the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, Frankie again. Unreal to start the second. Unreal to finish the first two. Uh, just, again, playing with confidence. Everything seems to be oh, yeah. sticking to him. Uh, speaking of that first period, though, uh, that's when Big Z had that nasty cross-check onto Zingle. Oh, that was that the was, first? That was gross. Yeah, it was right at the end of the first period. I saw a tweet from someone, and it took a lot of my being not to reply to <laughs> it because he said you know, it wasn't that dirty. Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing some tweets like that. I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure that was a dirty play, dude. Like, such such a vulnerable position. So, you can say whatever you want because it happens all the time. Cross checks in the back against the boards are one of the douchiest plays you can make. 100%. And it happens... All the time. It does. It really does. And the thing is, normally speaking, when guys are ready for them and guys are, you know, balanced and all that stuff and you don't catch them right in the hips, it's okay. But when you do, shit like this happens. Yeah. And the fact that the Zingle came back in this game is unreal. Yeah. 
I was that boggled. looked so gross. He looked like he tore his entire hamstring. Oh yeah, like he like does like the splits onto the boards after that. Yeah, that's brutal. It lo- oh. Damn it, Z. Like he had he had a bunch of penalties. He's in lucky. This game. He, like, How many penalties do you have in this? I'm game? not saying that should be a major necessarily, but it's got to be two. I like and it's well and just just think about everybody's view as a player in the NHL. They're like, this guy's a douchebag. That's a douchebag move. <laughs> well, <laughs> and again, I've said it a million times. If that was Nathan McKinnon, oh, you yeah. would be losing your goddamn mind oh, if yeah. he got cross checked like that. Yeah. I so, guess I guess he only had two penalties, but that didn't even get called a penalty no, somehow, yeah. which is also crazy. And then they kind of I saw I was kind of wondering in that second period if they kind of gave him that other cross-checking penalty simply because maybe, you know, it's they like watched a makeup some, call. They watched some tape in an intermission, they're like, "Oh, yeah, like, oh that. shit, we probably missed that." <clears throat> um but, but yeah, yeah, that was that is not okay at all. And do not ever tell me that that's not that dirty. Yeah, don't try to garbage defend take. Z on that. Garbage. Gar- take. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Uh, but yeah, so into the second period, again, pretty, pretty av heavy in the start. But there was some Carolina chances for sure. Yeah, Carolina had some had some pressing plays early on. But yeah, it was it was good back and forth and two nothing goal is. Another Tyson oh, Jost finish. And this is just a sexy play. Nathan. Nathan. Kale, <laughs> Nathan McCarr. Kale McKinnon. <laughs> Kale McCarr has been really good in the last four, five, six games. And definitely the last two. He's definitely been like the last Real two. good. This pass, I don't know. It, I'm not. I don't know if the average person thinks this is very nice, but I love this pass. Oh. Because the way he has to turn his body to make that pass exactly. is so hard. That's what it that's what it all boils down to on this play. Not very many people are making that pass. That pass is the exact reason why playing your offside as a defenseman is so hard. Right. Because you have to do that every time you make a pass if you're on your offside. Yeah. Every time. And he does it so perfect. It's tape to tape. Now, Tyson Jones doesn't necessarily put this one in. He gets lucky. But, hey. But, hey, he's driving the net. And- he deserves it. Because yep. he has gotten unlucky exactly. a lot. Yeah. So he drives the net, kind of goes off a stick in five hole. Hey man, he's trying to he's trying to go far side, which Forsberg does read, and he did make a really good play to make that save. Yeah. Yeah. Defenseman poke checks it off Joe's stick, and in the net it goes. But man, again, Tyson Joe's drive the net. It's kind of like the Val Nachushkin goals, right? Like, yeah. If you don't drive the net, that doesn't happen. Yeah. And I mean. We have so many fearless players on this team when it comes to driving the net. <laughs> like sure. Landeskog, Jost, Comfer does it. Nishushkin, like you said, it's just fearlessness going to that net, and that's what you got to. That's what you got to do for sure. That's how you get on the score sheet too, man. And yeah, that Makar play is just like he explodes right when he gets that puck. He explodes to the center and then has that just then curls his body awkward as hell forehand pass and it's just. On the tape. Like, yeah, like oh. most guys would just try and backhand that pass in a slot. I think, yeah, I think most players are just trying to get that on net yeah. at that point, that right? That too. So. Really, unreal. really nice play. Just like, showing off the IQ again. Yeah. And the vision he possesses is just unbelievable. Which then, the score ends up 2 nothing at the end of the first, or end of the second. And the Avs seem to be in control of this one. Frankie's playing out of his mind. Frankie's playing great. All is well. And then... Like 15 minutes left in the third ish, I think is when that, or is it maybe later? Yeah, about 15, uh, 14 minutes in, or yeah. 14 minutes left. And just a shot on that. Frankie rebound up high. 
off Ian Cole's stick and in the net. Yeah, this is just unfortunate. Of course crap, it's you know? Ian Cole. I know. Of course it's Ian Cole. Why and wouldn't it be? It's just like you see the replay, and at first I'm like, what the hell even happened here? Like, yeah, how like, did this how, go in? And how? then it like you see it, and it like comes through the air, hits his shaft. Yeah. I'm like, like, come like, on. Really? 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 He's doing it. He's doing his job, boxing out the rebound, yeah. like boxing it out, just like hoping it comes down in the crease. He hasn't and pissed me off nearly as much as he did at the start of the year. <laughs> Zadorov is crushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Big Z took that. Uh, took that he's, part of my passion. He's taking the scapegoat card. Yeah, it's nice. But yeah, it's it's an unfortunate goal. It really blows because of what it had, what like what it does to Frankie. Shut out again. Uh, yeah, and you can see him. He's just like, really. <laughs> really this is happening really guys <laughs> but then all of a sudden the moment that goes in you're just like oh no yeah it's that feeling in the pit of your stomach i like, remember Doo. carolina and i remember what happens when this happens flashbacks flashbacks and yeah. man did this turn the momentum in this game it really did yeah they started God. they started really turning it on <clears throat> um yeah and that's like you know i think right after that is when they started Hitting a bunch of posts again, and it's like, oh my god, hold oh, on to your ass here, because oh it's starting to go downhill. Yeah, like what? Two minutes later. Yeah. Two minutes later, the game's tied on Teravine and scoring again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time in a more direct fashion. Yeah. <laughs> but again, not because like Forsberg, the, they the Avs had a couple of really solid chances in the middle here, and. Yeah. If it wasn't for Forsberg, it would have been three one instead of two one, and then all of a sudden Teravainen goes five hole. Exactly, and that's that's huge for for Forsberg too, man. Because this guy's mm. coming in. We all know exactly what happened Fourth against Toronto. Goalie, it seems like yeah, exactly. Right, and and the Hurricanes trusted that he would be able to hold the fort, and didn't go trade for a guy like Hank. Yeah, and waste an asset on that mm-hmm. when they thought and Forsberg played well. This yep. is not on him. This game. Oh, definitely not. Uh. This Frankie goal, you know, this is... We haven't seen one of these for a while. It's definitely yeah. a bit of a stinker. He definitely doesn't like it. Is this the five-hole goal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, happens. It it's happens. high speed. Teravine's coming in with a lot of speed. And he picked it perfect. And he so. pick, it's, it's just a really quick release, and that's how you get five-hole. Like, it's the release that gets five-hole sh- goals in 99% of the time. Right. It's all about timing, right? And it's... It doesn't look good on Frankie, right? It doesn't... It, Five hole goals, I can tell you from experience, are the most demoralizing goals in hockey. Yeah, right through the wickets. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a sting <coughs> a bit. It sucks. But yeah, it happens. And man, he hasn't let in a squeaker in a no, while. No, yeah. So fair, fair play. He's we'll allowed. Give it to him. Yeah. But man, puckered butthole, for sure. <laughs> Seriously. Like oof. Yeah, I mean, I I gave uh, Johnson a little bit of shit on that goal just simply because he kind of read the play wrong at the blue line and just got caught. But, you know, it happens. No, nothing too crazy. So, uh, as fans, did the uh, did the 3-2 goal look familiar? If you, if you flip the jerseys around, mm. have we seen this one before? Yeah. Everybody in red looking at the puck and the one guy in white sitting there behind so, everyone whoop. coming in to say hi. Yeah. And Landis Cog feeds him with a perfect pass. Yeah. And Gerard goes... Bar in, oh man, <coughs> and a shot. He's been heating up too lately. Like we talked about him, I think what was it two weeks ago when he started to really, you know, pump it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And they were showing that little section. I don't know if you caught it, but just like what he does in practice with his skating, 
Oh yeah. I don't know if yeah. Do you see that clip? That, that is crazy. <laughs> like this. This dude's crazy, man. Nuts. Like his his agility is like top notch. Like I I don't. Not very many people can move like he does on the ice. It's just such a good read for him to come bust down like that. Oh man, and he's there in like freaking instant. Because it's it could easily go the wrong way because so many guys are on Landeskog. Yeah. Yeah. It could that... easily if Landeskog turns that over, all of a sudden Jordan looks like an idiot. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But he reads it perfect. Landeskog's got enough time. Sees him. Hits him with a perfect pass. Beautiful pass. Yeah. And game set match basically. Yeah. Nemestikov <clears throat> gets his uh, first assist. As an Av, I'm pretty sure that was his first point, I think you're right? right? Yeah. Looking like a good pickup too, right? So good for job, a fourth Zach round Eek. pick, hell yeah. Yep. But yeah, the, oh yeah, I guess the one thing I forgot was the <laughs> Slavin shot. Oh yeah. I thought this game was tied. I thought it was tied for sure. Yeah. Minute and forty left, and Slavin just rifles it over the net. <clears throat> Puck was rolling, so I'll give him. A little excuse. It sucks, though, if you're a Hurricane fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wide open net. I thought uh, the Av blocked it, to be honest. But, man, I thought it was tied. I thought that puck was in the net, for sure. Yeah, and they tried their damnedest, man, to get back That's the thing again. with Carolina, right? Like, yes, they shoot a lot of garbage shots, like a lot of them. But, man, when they want to just fire pucks, like when it when it's crunch time like this, yeah. watch the fuck out yeah they they really know how to like sustain pressure yeah they do well and then, again right we the zamboni driver everybody knows about yeah. it i think now right the whole reason they won that game was because they eliminated trom chances yeah right like all of them all of them <laughs> like all the high quality chances right? they do it well they absolutely do absolutely crazy yep okay so quickly to the nashville game now uh <laughs> so yeah at the end of this game which is crazy seventh game in a row win on the road oh yeah yes five right. in a row for wins like man in general just it's all it's all coming together it's all coming up abs right now yeah i mean perfect timing i mean we we're talking about those third period kind of struggles that have vanished at this point uh we we're talking about when it was going on that we need to get rid of these habits and man like we we locked on to all the problems and come together as a unit and just really just solidifying these third periods now. Yeah. Like this is the kind of third periods we need, especially going towards playoffs. Now these efforts are going to, are going to be huge for sure. Uh, Nashville game scoreboard wise, not a lot in the first, but overall, like again, Frankie was right just, back locked just, in just again. He's, freaking frankie man and again it's one of those things too like he made makes plenty of saves in the first period of this one where they're all easy they all well they all look easy Mm -hmm. because he's just so calm about it. he's so locked in he's so confident in his game that he's not fighting a damn thing yeah and you look at soros in the first period too very similar very similar style of game of period for him where he's just you know pucks He's waiting for the puck to hit him where he's not, he's not, uh, you can kind of see it when goalies are frustrated with their play and stuff where they kind of like fight to get the pucks and they try and right, like kind of reach in a bit. And uh, there's a joke that I've heard, like, you know, when players are struggling, you can like go bang bodies and like go work hard and try and get yourself out of it. Yeah. You can't work harder to stop the puck. Yeah. Most of the time. True enough. Right. You can't, you can't go stop the puck harder. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. So for both of these guys in this game, right, that they're just, 
confident in what they're doing, and the puck's just hitting them. And for again, Frankie, like it just sticks to him every single time. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's got some crazy rebound control. It's which he does. He didn't all the time. Yeah, it's just right now. It's just everything is. Oh, it's right here. Sweet. Okay. I mean, or yeah. it's like oh, right into the corner. Perfect. Like when when Grubauer went down, I was nervous, <clears throat> and man, has Frankie said relax, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, relax, boys. I got this. It's yeah, fun. like, and he, yeah, it's good. Uh, second period, this is when, when things finally start happening. Uh, Landis Cog, again, rewarded for his solid play. Yeah, man. And it's so good because he was struggling there for a bit, right? Like, he he got shoved down in the lineup. He was playing, like, third line minutes yeah. for a couple games. Like once Burkowski and I guess right after Ranton and I guess got injured, yeah. they kind of put him back up to try him again, and then like nah, and he wasn't playing well. He, I don't know what, I don't know. He was just kind of off, you know. But now it's it's back on. It's back on. Oh yeah, before the goal, there was that one play where uh, who was it? I don't remember the Nashville player that came across and like smoked Frankie on the way by. Mm. Not not a penalty or anything. Mm-hmm. Just the way Frankie made the save and all that stuff. But the fact that Frankie ends up like at the bottom of the circle was hilarious. Just yeah. Like, uh, just out for a, just out for a rip. <laughs> just out for a rip, bud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like six and a half minutes left in the period, Landy gets his gets himself a little nice short side snipe on Saros. This is one of two things. Uh, Saros being small doesn't help this one. Not not that uh, Landeskog put it like right under the bar or anything. Because mm-hmm. it ends up going far side under the bar, which is just really weird. Which is yeah, it just doesn't usually. But happen. ends up meaning like it goes kind of like elbow high. Yeah. On Saros, because Saros is kind of leaning, and he's just not holding the post tight enough necessarily. Because he's kind of trying to like be aggressive on a far side shot from mm-hmm. Landeskog. But with what happened before this goal, I bet you if Landeskog scores this like. A half a second before, this is a very spicy call. Yeah, on the goalie interference. Yeah, and I'm so glad we didn't have to deal with that. But yeah, Nemesikov's kind of tying him up and gets a little bit of a stick He's action just on him, all up in Saros's grill. Yeah, and definitely some goalie interference. But Saros gets himself set just in time for Landeskog to snipe him. Yeah, which for Saros is shitty, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Because he's battling, right? And that's the thing, right? That it's the part of the rule, right? Is if the goalie gets himself set, yeah, get it's just kind of washed, right? I mean, if we, the ref doesn't notice. Yeah. If I was a Nashville fan, though, I'd be a little bit pissed that this just didn't even get noticed. Because we'll see in a bit. Like, there's the goal that does come back for Nashville, which, again, if this was the other way around, we'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah. So, and again, I'm not saying that the goal shouldn't have counted or should have counted, but when you look at the goal coming off the board, Plus this one, you're just like, what, what, what do we got to do here? Yeah. For the abs though, it works out and you got to get lucky to be good. Yeah. You got to be lu- be good to be lucky. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's good for Landy though. Really nice shot for sure. Again, yeah. Right. Like Soros gives it to him a little bit, but he takes it. Right. And he works hard. Like this is a big time Landis game. Yeah. For sure. Like, and this is his best game in a while. I think. Yeah, I think so. Like, again, he was the. One of the big reasons that the Avs won against Carolina. Yeah. But he gets better even 
in the Nashville game. And and you see him starting to, you know, get physical again, yeah, too, which for sure. he, he kind of lacked for a bit, right? Definitely. Just didn't really seem like his physical <clears throat> self. But now, yeah, he's he's got that aggression, that high-tempo aggression again going. For sure. So I love it. Uh, and then not too long after. My man. Martin Kelt. I love this guy, man. second of the year. Yeah. And his career. And, yeah, his career. Yeah. A absolute rocket. Yeah. Tyson Jost makes it happen. Brings the puck in the zone. Makes a nice pass. Kind of tipped on the way. But Kelt with, like, the one-time wrist shot. Yeah. Just bombed it on that. Just He's got a great post. shot. Yeah, he's a good like, shot. He's a really good. We he's a big boy. So, we got so many good shooters on this team. That's a thing too. Right? And they all shoot differently. Like it's not yeah. like they all have the same just rocket wrist shot or something. It's like yeah, you know, Burakovsky has this really nice wrist shot release, and McKinnon's just McKinnon <laughs> got the bomb. Right, he'll if, get he'll he'll get some tallies here soon. Totally. You know what's coming. This game too, right? The, the, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this one especially in the third period, wide open net. Yeah, it's, it's just like why rifles it in the slot somehow. Like a month ago, that's easily going in. <laughs> he he looks at that puck and it goes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so you know, Avs, Avs try to give it back with the partial breakaway thing at the end of the second there. But again, Frankie's Frankie, so, so nothing it's all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, that's two nothing at the end of the second. Get to the third. Nashville has some chances. Frankie is Frankie. Uh, again, this is one of the glove saves I kind of brought up earlier where right. Frankie's just in the mesh. Yep. Thought I didn't, don't even need to close my glove. It's I fine. mean, I love, I love watching him make glove saves. Cause he's just like, it's like, he's a, uh, like, did he play baseball when he was younger or something? <laughs> like he's just so calm with it. It's just like, pfft, yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like even, I don't know if it was in this game, but, when it was like a rebound, and then he just like gets his glove over, and he's like sprawling, and it's just simple. It's just like yeah, no, and it's in my glove. I love it. So yeah, then the next big play after this was McKinnon's, which he could have sealed the game right here, which is the unfortunate part of it. On the power play, you know, another thing would have been nice for the Abs in this one is to you know maybe get a power play goal. Yeah, because yeah, well we all for four, four, yeah. 0 for 4 in this You got to get one. You got to get one there. 0 for 4 in the Preds game. 0 for 3 against the Hurricanes. Saw the tweet, too, that was pretty funny. I think it was probably mid-second or whatever. I think it was AJ from DNVR. And he's like, has the Avs power play, you know, thought of, like, doing something different? I know, all right. <laughs> uh, Which I think is fair. I think it's a fair ask. Yeah. This, like, this one ends up opening up for McKinnon, and he just flubs it. It's unfortunate. Would have sealed the game for sure. And then, you know, nothing really until five and a half minutes left when Kale McCarr gets himself a partial breakaway. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the wheels on him, and he just splits the D. Splits the D, flies like all by. all the way. And then they just get lucky enough to just get a stick on stick and flub the puck off McCarr. And, then, and I saw some tweets about this and the fact that there should have been a call there. Eh, no, I wasn't too mad. That was about stick it. on stick. Yeah. That was like halfway down the shaft. Honestly, like, I hate when they call that. I hate when they call that. Yeah, I don't want to see that called because if we're on, if it's the other way around, I'm gonna be pissed if that yeah, gets called. Exactly. Again, right? You got to look at it for from the aft side, and it's like if you touch Zdor- his hand, fair if enough. If Zadorov gets a penalty there, are you happy? Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. You're like, are you serious? And then just unfortunate bounce, <sighs> absolute unfortunate bounce. And this is again, like it was said on the broadcast. Goes from being a three nothing game potentially with Makar to two to one. Yeah, in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just kind of, it's classic. We haven't had a goal like this against in a while, hey? But I feel like we had quite a few of these in the middle section of the year. And it's unfortunate because it's Jost that's the last man back that tries to make the play. And it just finds five hole on on Jost after the bounce. And it's just like, fuck. Yeah. Arvidsson races in. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The beard. The beard throws me off with him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He messes me up. I don't think he's ever had a beard, has he? (laughs) <laughs> not this full yeah right um but yeah anyway that that basically is the last hurrah for the nashville predators well, it's not like the hurricanes where mm-hmm. the first one squeaks in and then you're like oh here we go yeah the abs really didn't wilt at all well uh, what that... helped is the abs had a power play yeah which killed two minutes of clock for right. like, what three and a half minutes down right yeah that's that true. definitely helped and they almost buried on that one too from a nice play by landis right uh, and then, you know, Avs, or Nashville pulls their goalie. This was a bit of a... Snipe. Uh, definitely a snipe. <laughs> but it was a weird, like, pulling of the goalie situation. Like, it just, it was not clean yeah. by any stretch. They, like, they fucked it up. The, the Preds just didn't get zone control. Like, they just didn't get in the zone well at all. Yeah. And it's you, legit. The, right the, when he gets in, into the bench. Yeah, the view from behind the rink is hilarious because you're like, oh, Saros is and you, leaving. you see him look it. at it, too, and he's like, no! Like, <laughs> Shit. I just got off. Should I go back? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, snipe from Eric Johnson, which yeah. you said how long? Right. So, um, that was like 61 games. He scored in the fifth game of the year. And <laughs> so, it was October 14th, I think. And he hasn't scored a goal since then. So, you know... You take them when they come like that, especially like after said, 61 games. Like we so said with Tyson Jost, right? Empty netters feel okay, but bar down feels good. Well, let me tell you, for Eric Johnson, he'll take it. Anything feels good. Anything, Anything. feels okay. Just, just get me on the damn score sheet. And then, like I said, for Frankie, just a little bit of a stat runer for him. Yeah. Is that little shitty bounce with two and a half seconds to go that just ends up backdoor and in the net? And it's yeah, just like, really? Course. Just like, you know, like just have real? another goal against. It's not going to affect the game here, but, you know. Damn it. He would have had what? He would have had 30 saves on 31 shots, which would have put him at like probably 970 or something. Yeah. Let me see. Let me do the math real quick. But yeah, good old yarn croak. Man, Yossi has 45 assists. What a guy. He's having a great year. 96.8% save yeah. percentage if he would have not let that in. Yeah, we'll call it that anyway. Garbage. <laughs> Probably would have been like a 953 over his road games this year or something with that. But still, man, <clears throat> Frankie, it's Frankie. It's it's all about Frankie right now. I mean. Again, it's another one of those things, right? It, this could have been a 3-2 game. But if Frankie lets in a goal before johnson gets the empty netter it's a way different game oh, obviously definitely right? yeah so it's just again it, it's timing is so crucial which yeah. again is another reason why just looking at save percentage is not necessarily <clears throat> uh not telling the whole picture yeah kind of it, doesn't, thing. it doesn't show the whole yeah. picture right because again right like do i think what what game do i think frankie played the best in this week i think buffalo maybe to be honest yeah yeah but yet, stats-wise, Carolina. Yeah. Right? And it's like, there, there's, there's, you have to look way too deep to find, like, quality of shots against and stuff like that. And the quality definitely isn't there against her, the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, you know, it's just, man, six games in a row for the Avs. And 
Frankie is smack dab in the middle of that. Yeah. And smack dab the reason, like one of the one of the top two, top three reasons why the Avs have won six straight. Well, it's like, I, I don't think we've, what were they saying on the uh, broadcast? I'm pretty sure we haven't scored four goals <laughs> in all of those wins. Is it all of them? I feel like maybe we had one, but um, the point is, is we're not even scoring as much as we have. And the Avs haven't scored four goals since. Yeah, like it's a long time. February sixth. Yeah, against like, the Ottawa Senators, and I believe that was an empty netter. Yeah, right. It was four to one that game. The Avs haven't scored four. That is insane. Right. Like, and we're winning. All of the games. That is <laughs> so that just goes to show, and also the faith of just Sakic, and he knew, like, or like he he's seen it coming, right? And that was the thing about the Avs going into trade deadline was that's when we j- we started to play this defensive game. Well, so, yeah, right. Like that was <laughs> that was, they they had three wins in a row going into the trade deadline, and then you know you still don't have Grubauer. You still don't have the other five All the players we've. <clears throat> and he's just like, no, you know what? Nemestikov and a third string goalie. Yeah. That'll be fine. We'll be fine. Which now again. And barely, not, barely salvaged anything. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying the Avs are cup, cup winners right now, but man, do they, do they feel like they are top five cup favorites in my mind? Absolutely. I'm pretty sure they are in every damn stat kind of counting you know money puck and all that i don't think they are in money puck i actually Mm, looked at it this morning let me find it um but yeah you know signs are pointing in the right direction money puck actually their updated stats as of yesterday are crazy (laughs) some of them are so funny you like look at the vegas i was gonna say you know like the fave the cup favorite right now from money puck is vegas yeah 11.6 percent and yeah there hasn't been the, I haven't seen somebody at a, over 10% all year, and Vegas is somewhat 11.6. It's funny because <clears> they, you know that they, like, account for, like, the division. and Yeah. Which is funny. It's, I it's would, totally, like, inaccurate. Well, and then, in it, yeah, so you put you put Vegas at 11.6, and the Oilers don't even, they're not even over a percent, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Which is hilarious. But, yeah, so it's, like, it's Vegas at 11.6. Uh, again, this is from moneypuck.com. If you haven't been there, they're an advanced stats site. They've got all these models and stuff. But yeah, eleven point six. Uh, second is Boston at nine point one. Um, where's Tampa? Tampa's eight point one. Uh, you got Philly at seven point nine, which is right. There's so another. There's another weird one. It's just like what? Oh yeah, so I guess the Abs are five. Yeah, seven point four is the fifth. So there. Yeah, okay, Money Puck has them top right five. And Actually, somehow, that, I feel like that's changed over the last couple definitely. days. Because yeah. St. Louis is a 5.4. Yeah. Which is surprising. Capitals, yeah. 5.9. The Leafs at 6.5. Minnesota at 6.4. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, well, what? Okay. Uh, they're probably going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, like they might not even make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't, like, okay. Which they have them at 72.1% in making the playoffs. Hmm. So, that's... Crazy. I will tell. That, that is there. That that just goes to show you how hot they are right now. Yeah. Because man, 
the Minnesota Wild are on fire for what they... They also just, yeah, crushed the Detroit Red Wings. Which, I mean... 7-1 or whatever. Not like that's, like, a big feat, but it's got to be good for confidence. Speaking of that, did you see, <laughs> did you see the, the graphic of that game? No. I just... Somebody, like, pointed out it was kind of funny. The graphic guy, he made the 7 look, like, very close to a 1. So it looked like it was 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Pretty funny. I liked it. Good effort. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean... Please, can the abs get healthy? First of all, yeah. But yeah. if they don't, but if, I mean, if they aren't healthy and we want to keep playing like this, I'm okay with it. All the power to you. Yeah. I mean, we got a nice little. Uh, speaking of Red Wings, it's coming up it on Monday. Up. Uh, I guess you know tonight for everybody listening. So you know maybe we can get some more confidence boosting out of that. That'll be five thirty uh, Mountain. Yeah. Then we got Anaheim. This is by no means a crazy week. When it comes to opponents, opponents definitely right. not. Vancouver game that might be a little bit. The crazier. next five games are pretty chill for yeah. the most part. Yeah, Vancouver is the hardest opponent we got to face in the next five games. Yeah, actually, probably the next six. <clears throat> right. Yeah, we got all the Californias in there, and then we got the Rangers next week. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you want to talk trap game? That's tonight. That is Monday night. That and, is a trap game and a half. And you know, for the most part, this year. The, you know, so-called trap games have not, you know, it, it hasn't been a nasty sight. No. So, you know. Fingers crossed. Just keep playing the way we are. Let's make this We're seven. Set. Yep. Keep uh, going. We'll be recording prior to the Ducks game on Wednesday as well because it's a little late to yeah, start. Yeah, it's pretty freaking late. A little yeah. late to start at like 10, 1030 to record. So yeah. we'll have to just cover the Detroit game and we'll preview those other two. But The smashing of Detroit. Knock on wood. <laughs> Detroit is a skeleton crew now. No Tennessee, no Mike Green. <sighs> they traded a, a bunch. Just a shell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they're at a rocking minus one twenty. Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked at that in a while. I just, I <laughs> just saw it on the standings. <laughs> minus one twenty. Minus one twenty. Bro, they're gonna that have a sucks. bigger goal differential than some teams have goals for. Oh man, that is brutal. Yeah, what a what a sad damn team they are this year. Man, brutal. <laughs> we all know how that feels. But yeah, exactly. Been there, Been done there. that. Yeah. We are living in the time that 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 crappy time creates. I so mean, let's enjoy it. Honestly, I kind of hope Detroit in the next few years they you know tur- can turn this around, get a rebuild going because I would love to see this rivalry will be fun again. Yeah. And it, it's still weird that they're in the East. Still it weird. is very, even though geographically <laughs> they makes should sense. be. There. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so check us out on Thursday. Again, if you want to check us out on YouTube, the mm-hmm. episodes go live the following day, so they'll be up Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, you can also check out the Ice Analytics podcast there every Friday. Yep, they just broke down the trade deadline and. All kinds of stuff and whether moves are actually worthwhile or not. Interesting stuff. The Tales of TR is still cruising every couple of weeks. Hell yeah. Yeah. Check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we will catch you on Thursday. Now a quick word from our sponsors. Last but not least today, we have a fantastic deal from Reebok. Reebok is offering an extra 50% off if you use the code GETDOWN. No spaces. This would be a perfect time to get yourself some new workout gear, maybe some UFC fight merch. 
Whatever you're looking for, this code will save you some money. Also, same as with Puffy and NHL Shop. If you shop through our link, which we will tweet after the episode, you can help support us and the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, thanks for tuning in to our growing network of podcasts, and we hope you enjoy our episode. Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.